Shazam? My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am the Flash. Truth. Justice. The American way. I'm vengeance. Hello and welcome to Elseworlds, a DC fan podcast. My name is Jordan, and with me as always here is Chris. How are you today, Chris? Doing good. Uh, doing good. Should be a fun show, and it's kind of my release of fun because it was a crazy day, and now I get to do the stuff we enjoy doing, talking about stuff we like. Exactly, yeah. It should be a nice way to kick off the the weekend here. Um, I realized I just played the old the old theme song but for all the people listening they hear the new one anyway so <laughs> they're good uh today we'll be talking some elseworlds arrowverse update here as i am still continuing my way through my first watch of uh the arrowverse so yeah we'll we'll dive all into the elseworlds crossover which was like so if, if you're going to continue listening this is spoilers uh, through like the ninth episode of season five of Flash, the ninth episode of season seven of Arrow, and the ninth episode of season four of Supergirl. And then on a separate episode that you'll have in your feed too will be our long Halloween discussion. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But I, I got this cool clip I want to play here as we build into the Elseworlds uh, and my whole Arrowverse update. Previously on Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. There we go. Previously on. All right. So this is nice. what we're talking about right now. We are talking about uh, Elseworlds. There was no Legends in it, but I'll still kind of give my thoughts uh, through how far I am in Legends, I guess, uh, as we go. But yeah, so I just for the sake of clarity here, I actually watched this last Friday after I went to dinner. With my parents, I came home, I watched the crossover, it was great, and then since then, I've actually finished season five of The Flash, I've finished season seven of Arrow, I'm almost done season four of Supergirl, so I will hold off on commenting on anything that takes place like after Elseworlds, but I am I am farther along than, than Elseworlds at this point. Nice. Um, but yeah, so this was a this was a fun one, right? I, I mean, we talked about it just a second ago before we started recording about the lack of legends in this crossover. But I, I do want to say I think this might be my favorite crossover. It's between this or Invasion for me right now. Because I, I think with this one... One, Elseworlds, podcast title. So it's a nice one. It's a plus. <laughs> I kind of liked them being, you know, like seeing, I don't, the first episode's really good too. The flash episode is really good. I will say I, that's probably my favorite episode of the crossover. Oliver waking up as Barry, Barry as Oliver, 
and just the the fun that you could tell they were probably having making that episode um but it was funny it was just a real funny and fun episode and then even you know when barry gets oliver back with the arrows in the back of his uh when he shoots the arrows in the back of Oliver, getting payback for when Oliver did that to him in the season one of the Flash, priceless. It was great, and I I really enjoyed it. seeing the, you know, Clark and Lois, and getting the Smallville theme song. Perfect. Like the first episode knocked it straight out of the park, and I, I'm realizing that these crossovers. My favorite episode is usually the first episode. You know, when we were talking about Crisis on Earth X, I love the wedding episode. It falls apart for me more when we get into the Nazi stuff, just because I felt like it kind of, uh, the you know, there was just some weird stuff going on with that crossover. The first hour of that was fun, and this one was fun. First hour, like I could just watch these guys just hang out. Like that, that is, I'd be totally fine if that was a crossover that they did. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of get that. I, I like what you were going there with that. I think the funniest part of the first episode was Barry going, you woke up in bed with virus? We need to fix this right now. Yeah, yeah, he was having fun until then. Like it, It's kind of fun because you're like, oh, wait, I'm an Argus. I, I'm, I'm Oliver Queen. I'm the mayor? Oh, my God. Like It was so fun to see Barry react to that. Uh, and then it was kind of awesome to see the characters react to Oliver acting weird, like something was wrong because he was Barry and Star Labs was like, okay, what's going on? Let's run tests. So, so while the first episode is my favorite of the bunch, it's pretty good. There are some logical inconsistencies. I feel you mean to tell me that nobody in Star Labs with all the crazy stuff they've seen would buy this. What, what, they wouldn't buy that this happened? Well, like, no, I, I think that's unfair, though, because Iris buys it after she talks to the real Barry. And Barry and, played this wrong, by the way. Barry mm -hmm. told Oliver, go tell her you're, and, yes. she's your lightning rod. No, no, that'll make her think you are Barry. Exactly. You and have it's, to say it, Barry. It's good that Oliver couldn't do it. Because it kind of would have ruined the story. But it's not fair to say they want to recognize it because Iris figured it out and then Cisco got there. So it's it's not like they knew, knew it originally, but they did, they did, they weren't blind to all the signs. Yeah, it just seemed weird that they like locked them in the, <laughs> in the well, pipeline. I, I think like, they oh, did that. Overboard. Yeah. I think they did that for the uh, break your, uh, dislocate your thumb yeah. scene, because I think that was, you had to get something arrow into there. and Or, was like, or well, they you... just finally wanted to answer the question about bathrooms in the pipeline. <laughs> yeah, well, my problem is, how many of the metas that get stuck in the pipeline knew that they could get the toilet out? They probably that, told them. I would hope so. But I also wonder how they got fed. Oh, they used the, to like slide it in, right? Because they'll give them big belly burger. Usually, I, I I feel like they they got really laxed with explaining the pipeline. Yeah, but yeah. I I think you're giving them too much credit. But okay, 
Yeah, well, we see them eat Big Belly Burger. So I'm assuming maybe even if the door opens, the dampener is still in effect where it's hard for them to get out. There was one major question I had, and it's a little early for this question, but why would the dampeners affect Supergirl at all, considering she wasn't a metahuman? She's an alien. That didn't make any sense to me. Other than that, I love this crossover. That's the one where I'm just like, yeah, that's the point that doesn't make sense. I'll answer that for you. Deegan is rewriting reality, so he writes it to where that is uh, that works. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> but, but, it, but they were still called meta dampeners. If it was called yeah. superpower dampeners, makes a lot more sense. And theoretically, Deegan could just say, "Okay, this dampens any superpower." Yeah, yeah. All right, I yeah, jumped ahead funny. a bit, but yeah, it's, that's probably it's, what he did. It was the thing that was annoying me about this crossover. Everything else I kind of really jived with. I liked this crossover. I thought the idea of Arkham Asylum and Going to Deegan, Gotham, that was all really cool, that, yeah. That was really cool. And I liked the way that Oliver was so convinced that Batman wasn't a thing and he was the first vigilante. <laughs> and I love Oliver's insecurities because you don't see it very often in arrow he's the man he's kicking butt and then superman sh shows up in smallville he's there you know they go to earth 38 he's puffing out his chest yeah, are you puffing your uh, chest out <laughs> yes <laughs> but i uh i love that because i think anytime oliver can be a little insecure you get more of his personality sneaking out of him and it's kind of fun i like that a lot and i really liked the whole smallville thing um, the the theme song, everything, and Kara and uh, Lois having a good connection. Something that I really wish we had in Superman and Lois. I know it's not connected to the Arrowverse, and now we kind of we kind of see why. But at the whole time in the beginning, I was like, you know, I'd like Kara to pop in once in a blue moon. Uh, I mean, she they don't have to be super tight, but. I like the idea of Lois and Carr being friends. That was fun. Um, there's a lot of good stuff there in Smallville. When I thought Oliver and Gotham and Smallville, that, that, those were some three little nuggets that I thought made this thing work. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was a lot of um, a lot of fun. Even episode two, like going to, that's when they go to Gotham and stuff. That one's really mm -hmm. fun. I I think they have problems with the third with the end all the time for these crossovers. Cause the third part is my stick least in the landing is hard. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah, stick in the landing is hard because I liked the third episode a lot because I was like, Ooh, we get, we get more Superman. Um, mm -hmm. We get evil Superman and Jonathan uh, in uh, Deegan, which now that I think about it, when we rank Superman's, we really should rank him as the worst. Um, but <laughs> But like it's like it doesn't quite count. Um, but I really enjoyed all the Superman stuff and this idea that you know the real man who wears that uh, crest uh, is so different than him and he has no clue about anything Superman. I thought it was interesting that they had so many nuggets of the Superman mythos when they explained that there's no Superman on this earth, so he had to fill in a lot of the blanks. Yeah. But yeah. they still had a Fortress of Solitude, even though it was the Time Vault. They still had 
Um, they still had so many different little Easter eggs in there, but that wasn't in Earth One. So that that was a little bit of a logic. You could poke some holes in it, but I, I enjoyed the third act. I don't know that I love Oliver making a deal with the anti mod uh, with the mo- uh, with the monitor. Monitor, yeah. Anti monitor comes next. Yeah. 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 But no, I, I, it was fun. You know, and I was actually pretty shocked that I can't say it because it's the end of Arrow season seven. That comes back at the end of Arrow season seven, and I was actually shocked they were dealing with it like in actual Arrow. Instead, like, look, I remember Crisis on Infinite Earth, so I know what happens, but I'm not going to spoil it for people that are if you haven't gotten there before. Um, so I, I had no idea that like the monitor might show up in other episodes of other shows. And, and, and actually I had no idea what Elseworlds crossover was about until those little teases where it shows the monitor at the beginning, like taking on earth 90 and we get like John Wesley ship flash. And that was all like, that's when I was like, Oh my God, they're already bringing in the monitor to kind of really set up for crisis. So they had a good idea where they, where they were going well ahead of time, which I I like. And uh, when you talked about Barry and Oliver with like the whole Batman thing, I like when Barry as Oliver is like, bat. No, I would never compare myself to Batman. That guy's a total badass. (laughs) (laughs) Just really digging into Oliver there. Uh, And it's, you know, kind of a meta joke with the way people are saying that Oliver has been the stand-in for Batman in this universe. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it really fit. I, I really, really enjoyed that. Plus, apparently, they actually went to Chicago to film the um, Gotham stuff, which yeah, I think and you pays could, off. you could kind of tell. Yeah, Gotham looks cool on this. The only problem I really had was Ruby Rose. Her acting as Batwoman is a little rough. I think her line delivery is forced. And I don't want to say cringy, but it's just not smooth for her. And I do think she got better in her one season of Batwoman. Well, was she I, only it, in there for one season? I remember them recasting her, but I thought yes, that was for the last she was only, season. She only did one? She, she only did one wow. season of Batwoman, and then they went with Ryan Wilder. Because um, well, she quit, that was, right? Yeah, she quit. Well, she got really injured on set. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she got really injured, and she was at the point where she's like, I'm never getting back in that suit kind of thing. Mm. And, I mean, I kind of can't blame her, but there was a lot of he said, she said, and I don't think it was a good fit for anybody. She just, she wasn't really into the staying in Vancouver and doing the tedious shoots thing. I and I, I don't blame her for that. Wouldn't you know that before you go into it though? That that is the problem with it. Ruby Rose just seemed like a weird fit for the Arrowverse. It was like, ooh, let's get Ruby Rose in here. She's an up and coming star. But she's I mean this in the most polite way. She's not a good actress. No, she's, I, I she's would, not. I'd probably agree with that. I mean she she has the ability to deliver lines if they're not too complicated. But the the actual, like, I just don't think she's a good actress. I think in a CW show, she's stuck out, and that's a problem on a CW show. Yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah, CW's already kind of 
you know, c- can be cringy at times, but uh, I mean, yeah, you're supposed to be a little soap opery on air, on an arrow. You're supposed to be yeah, yeah. a little cheesy on the CW, and it still was a problem for me. I, you know, she looks the part. The she did the action pretty well. I, I just, I, I wasn't wasn't in love with it. I know that's what they can give you on the CW too. I know Batwoman is what they can give you. But out of all the bad stuff you could have given me, um, I, I, I have to imagine there was someone who could have killed that part a little bit better. So I, I wonder, just going back to Ellen's Worlds and the storyline here, I know they mention it quite a few times. Is this a Freaky Friday or Quantum Leap situation? So are we seeing Barry as Barry? You know what I'm saying? Like, are we seeing... Or, or does Barry actually look like Oliver and he's seeing himself look like Barry? Who is everyone else seeing? So I took it as everyone saw Oliver as Barry and Barry as Oliver because that's what made sense to my head. That's and if thought. it didn't make, if it, it's, this is a thing you can headcanon. I feel like you can take it any way you would like it, but they seem to play it the most simple way was. Everyone thought Oliver was Barry. Yeah, I, I almost feel like the real answer, and I, I don't know if I'm right here, is Barry still looks like Barry to everyone, but Deegan has rewritten reality that Barry always... Green Arrow always looked like Barry, and Flash always looked like Oliver. Because we even see like when he picks up the photo of him and Iris, it is Stephen Amell. So it's Fair. it's this I think that's what they I think they kind of were trying to do that because we even see like Barry seeing himself as mayor right which was something Barry did not yeah d- something that Barry did not like the problem with this is that it's much like the rest of the Arrowverse if you think about it too hard it falls apart I I think it takes away from the fun if you have to have a rock solid answer you have to go with it a little bit in this show, especially because they did a lot of different things with altering reality before this. I mean, they did time travel where mm-hmm. Diggle's daughter becomes Diggle's son and things like that. So they, yeah, that was a weird, they've, they've <laughs> been things how does in Barry very weird going, ways before. How does Flashpoint make, you know, Sarah Diggle into John J- it, do you think that is? Oh, something- oh, oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. I mean, in the comic, I know, I know. Barry going in the comic. Barry going back makes Martha the freaking Joker. Yes, but when he goes back forward, everything is fixed. When he, right, you know, right. what I'm saying. So, like, yeah, it, it's this. Like, for me, I, I wonder if that's something. Like, they're like, the writers are like, okay, they're doing that thing over there for Flashpoint we kind of want to set up a John Jr. Uh, Can we use that as a way to remove Sarah Diggle instead of going through a whole nother pregnancy story? You know what I'm saying? I wonder if that's how they were Mm -hmm. kind of uh, focusing on it because, you know, they may have already had their plan for what they're doing in the flash forwards for season seven. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, can I give you an interesting headcanon? Sure. So in my headcanon, you know how they tease, Diggle is Green Lantern oh, throughout. Yeah. <laughs> In my head canon, he actually goes down that path without Flashpoint. 
Oh, okay. You know, they actually, yeah, I mean, because they, they, they tease him too. so close. They hinted here yep. too when um, John Wesley Ship comes in and mm-hmm. says, and he, Hey, John, must, things your, must be different on the show. ring? You know? Yeah. So, and you know what his stepdad's name is, Stuart. Yes. Yep, so, yep. so, I, I mean, they, they laid on the, I believe 100% that the plan was to make Diggle Green Lantern and they were told no. That's, you know what the way WB is about their stuff? That's probably exactly what Which happened. makes absolutely no sense because they were not using them. Ryan Reynolds laid an atom bomb on Green Lantern until the new DCU reboot. Um, there was, I mean, there's been nothing Lanterns forever. So what's the point in not, I think it would only have added to the mythos Plus, Diggle kind of deserved an arc like that. I, But in my head canon, because I wanted it so badly, Barry ruined it with Flashpoint. That was my head canon. Yeah, I think it's like we named Sarah Diggle in honor of Sarah, um, you know, from Legends. But now mm-hmm. she's back alive, so we can kind of take that away now and make it, you know, John Jr., um, but you know, who knows? I also thought it was weird that Diggle would name the kid Sarah because it's like his kid. Like it, like he wasn't yeah. that close with Sarah. Like, like I get it, but also at the same time, it's like, why? He was doing it to honor Oliver, I guess. Right. Bro, I yeah, know but how much he, you love her. I'm going to name my daughter I, after her. <laughs> this is why Diggle's, Diggle is the best friend everyone deserves. But. Well, okay, so I, I guess this is a question I have for your opinion on Flashpoint. The, the, show, the show version. Flashpoint. Okay. So did everything happen in the sense of like, you know when in one of those seasons they have Sarah and they're like getting chased in the back of a truck or whatever. And Diggle, it's like with the whole Diggle's brother storyline. Did all of that stuff still happen, but it was just John Jr. at that point then? Is that what we're led to believe? I feel like that's that what we're led a, to believe. That is an interesting, interesting rabbit hole. We, I feel like we could do this forever, but I think the problem I had with the show's Flashpoint is that it gave you a lot of little things like this that you could go down the rabbit hole with, but they didn't actually give you anything major. And they, I felt like it was so rushed and done with that as a fan of the comic Flashpoint, I was kind of mad. I was kind of mad. I was like, that's it? Just like two episodes in season three? Really? Really? That That's what we're doing? You see, I like uh, that, though. I like that it was more focused around Barry than throwing in all the stuff that we're going to get in the movie and then we get in the comic because um, I, I felt like if you're in there for too long, right? Like, there was a certain point where I was already kind of bored of the Flashpoint universe that he went to, you know, where I'm like, all right, yes, you love your parents. It's time to get you back, though. <laughs> you know, like, you got to get back and... And be the flash yeah. again. So I can see why they didn't want to stretch it. it out too. Because I know people I, would probably just complain like, oh, we went five episodes without Barry doing anything. I, I could have gone like three episodes. And I could I could have gone with it, the stakes being raised a little bit more. I could have gone with it being a little more like the comic. But it was fun. It was good. 
I, you know, it's the CW version of Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. I still think the animated movie, The Flashpoint Paradox, Justice League Flashpoint Paradox, is about as good as you're ever going to get until a certain movie that comes out <laughs> in June. I, I mean, I... Which I, you, I'm not excited for yeah, at all. Yeah, you I, got I, all I your gear on. <laughs> yeah, I got my, my phone background is the background I made of The Flash and... Yeah, you showed me that. That was pretty I, I awesome. Made a, I made a similar one for my computer as well, so I got it matching on my PC now. Um, so I'm really excited uh, for the Flash. But anyway, let's back we, to we can start. I we guess. can start wrapping it up. But that's Elseworlds. Okay. But Legends. I'm only on episode four or five out of that season, uh, just because I was trying to get through the crossover. And since Legends wasn't in it, I just let it sit for a bit. And then I got so involved with flash season five that I just finished. Like, I finished that last night. What were your thoughts on flash season five? What were Overall, you Overall without any spoilers. Okay. Through after Elseworlds, worlds. Anyway, I really dug it. I, I think if I'm still ranking them, it goes one, two, three, four, five though. Like I, I think that is the way, but yeah, I will say I bought the DVD now. Like I have the Blu-ray pre-ordered because the price went down it was 150. It's on sale on Amazon for 116. So to lock in the lower price, I pre-ordered it. Mm-hmm. I like to buy physical media because you have all these streaming services now, taking stuff off all the time or switching services. I now have access. I'll have access to it all the time now. And uh, for me, seeing like five seasons of the show out of nine that I really dug, I'm like, that's good enough for me. Like that. You know, yeah. like five out of nine is more than half. That's great. When you think when you think about it like that, it's really awesome. Um, I'm only one, I'm only one week away from being done with the show, yeah, and I, I, I it's it boggles my mind. I love season five of The Flash. Um, there were episodes in it that I wasn't as crazy about. I didn't love the Wells variant of oh, the season. Do not talk bad about Sherlock. He is uh, top tier uh, Wells. He is top. Uh, I, I disagree. I disagree. He was one of my least favorite Wells variants. This is the only time that a Wells variant kind of felt like, okay, maybe we don't need a Wells okay, variant. Hot take. That was ready. You ready? Hot take. Variant number one. Top top Wells is Eobard Thawne Wells from season one. All right. Okay. Second is Harry. I see. I'm going to reverse. Harry's my number one. And then I'm going to go Sherlock and then HR. Okay, so I'm going to go HR before Sherlock for sure. No, I love Sherlock so much. Oh, man, he was. So Harry's my favorite. Harry's my favorite. We've been over this. I I resonate with Harry. Harry resonates with me. So I I, I very much like Harry. Um, I, other than that, you know, I, I, your list is except Sherlock's at the bottom. I, you know, I I'll take HR. I'm not going to take the slander. You know, it was, um, there, there was actually, he was annoyed. Time. I found him incredibly annoyed. Oh, there was actually a time where it was the most interesting storyline near the end of the season, him solving the mystery. I'm not going to say what it is was for me, like edge of my seat stuff. I, anytime, you know, that's Tom Cavanaugh though. Anytime Tom, Tom Cavanaugh is on screen. 
I am like out of respect in. for Tom Cavanaugh, I will give it some praise. <laughs> but it's the thing, it's 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 the really the thing about the season that didn't jive with me, to be honest with hmm. you. I it, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Oh no, I, that, but that's fair. That I, like, every, a different strokes for a different blood. That'll, that'll be my. That's like the highlight of season five for me. Um, <laughs> Sherlock. Uh, it, you know, he starts off like a caricature, but they do add a lot of light with all of these Wellses when they become the main Wells. You know, HR started. What off, was your favorite episode? My, what was your favorite episode of season five? The list. Okay, and I I cut you off, so finish your point. I was just saying, didn't mean, mean to cut you off. Like when even when HR was introduced, um, he started off as really characterless, you know, and then they started adding so many layers to him that where you feel for him when he dies, and right, right. I felt like they did a a good job with uh, Sherlock there as well, um, where he starts off kind of like really ridiculous, but as the season goes on, he he becomes. Okay, I I really loved the hundredth episode. What's past is prologue. I loved I loved them going back and that is good uh, to all of those main points is really great. Let's see. I it also reminded me how much of a sucker I am for the Savitar season. I love yeah. Savitar as a villain. Um, I think that's our boldest take on the show is that we love Savitar. Yeah, I know people seem to not like Savitar. I guess, huh? I also really liked it. I'm not going to get into too much here, I guess, unless people want to turn it off. Um, I really liked Cause in Excess, and I know some people don't like that episode. So that was my favorite. Okay. That, that was my favorite. So that was the one where she kept yes, going back. it is so good. I, I loved that episode so much. And that's, I, that's the 100th episode not being my favorite shows you how good that one was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dora is one of the underrated like top characters in this show. I think Nora is awesome, and I think Nora is fun because her name excess is like exactly what she is. It's just way too much. Doesn't know how to deal with it. She's trying so hard. She is everything you love about Barry Allen to the excess, and I, I just really enjoyed her character. And I enjoyed that episode because one, time loops are my favorite. Yeah, and I two, with time loops and time travel. I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker for it. And two, it was such an inventive episode. It was so different than the entire season. And I was like, I could use three episodes like this every season. There are some great shots in it too. Like when it um, turns from Cicada and then like dollies into the person who's captured at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. some really cool stuff that they did in that. Um, oh, when she comes back and then like the rest of like the hallway like drops down. You know what I'm saying? Like the way oh, it goes yes. like, I was like, oh my God, that's yes. awesome. They just had they had so much fun with that, and, and it's amazing that Barry's mm-hmm. like not even in the episode. Um, but but when so you good. think about it, though, it it's exactly what you talked about last week. It's it feels like a comic yes. book. It is getting your comic bookiness out of TV. It is where you get your fix. And I I just shows like this. I want those hits. I want those hits of dopamine that come from all this comic book sciencey stuff. And reversing time over and over again until you get it right is exactly what I want to see. I I loved it. So that was my favorite episode. If we talk about only one thing on that Flash season five, yeah, yeah. it was a perfect. No, I really did enjoy that episode a lot. All right, carry on, my wayward son. Um, so those are like my top two <laughs> episodes. 
okay. I, I think the season kind of loses some steam in the like the last um after after the reveal of who Nora's working with, like to the team, I think it kind of lost a little bit of steam with that while everyone's like yelling mm-hmm. at each other. And then it kind of, I, I think the finale nailed it for me again. So I, I don't know. Overall, season five of The Flash really dug it. I know some people. Little, say, little runner. Yeah. Some, some little people, runner. I, God, uh, that, that, Thawne, it, it became a better character in season five if it's possible because it added another dimension to him. And it was, man, he is so willing, so willing to F with Barry that well, he will. I was going to say, and, and, and I'm not even like. I I do want to say I'm not even sure how he is Thawn dressed as Harrison Wells and he has the memories from the first season at this point, but it kind of is what it is. <laughs> well, the 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 problem with the Flash is that Tom Cavanaugh contractually owns the Reverse Flash role. He was cast to play Reverse Flash. He wasn't cast to play Harrison Wells. All the Harrison Wells is a byproduct of how good he was and creative. Tom Cavanaugh, fun fact, actually came up with each Wells persona. He pitched it. He pitched it to the showrunners. Really? And yeah, he pitched it to the showrunners and they just kept doing it. So Tom Cavanaugh was in, in on the writing with all that. Tom Cavanaugh came up with each Wells persona. That's really interesting because. I wondered how they would do, um, do that because you have to know, like, if you're doing Sherlock, that he can do the, like, Quebec French accent. And uh, when he does, like, German Wells, you have to, you know what I'm saying? So, like, for him to, like, be, yeah, be able to, like, pitch these and just be like, some of it might even be from him goofing off on set with doing voice. And they're like, well, we got to put that in there, you know? I listened to an interview. I forget what podcast it was, and I will try to track it down. I listened to an interview. He said that half the time when you get to the Council of Well stuff, he basically just came up with it, like, on the spot. <laughs> like, it was just like, oh, well, this would make sense for the Council of Wells. That's awesome. <laughs> so so his his I think he had a lot of fun with Wells. But, that, but that's why he's going to be Harrison Wells' thought. Because he yeah, is yeah. contractually the the reverse Flash, so it gets a little complicated because you have two actors who play the reverse Flash, but the one that's contractually obligated to play the character is the one that looks like Harrison Wells. Yeah, but I mean, they did have you know the other Harrison, I mean the other um, Eobard Thawne in like Legends and stuff, and he's come back before, right? Um, yeah, he's he, come back, Flashpoint, and he'll, you'll see him Flashpoint, again. I'm sure. Yeah, I think I've been spoiled that he pops up again like that. So, Spoiler, you'll see him in season nine. The way I just kind of write this off is after Flashpoint, it, the timeline didn't catch up to him as much. So, meaning the whole, like, Eddie stuff didn't wipe him out the way it probably should have. And what I mean by that is, I mean, they do mention like when I like in the first episode of this season, Ralph is the one that put together like time travel and many, the many verse, right. He, he comes up with his many verse theory and I, which hot take. I kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I know it's not ever going to be used, but the many verse, 
like it kind of makes sense that it would be called the many verse. Right, right. And I kind of like love, it. I love when they're like, "What do you think we meant when we said Harry's from Earth too?" He's like, "I thought you meant Harry's from Earth also." Like, <laughs> why would we need to clarify that? But he also, at one point. You know, somebody comes up to him and says, it doesn't make sense. Like, randomly, he's like, yeah, that Eddie wouldn't just get a vasectomy instead of shooting himself. In the... <laughs> and it's true, you know, like, there could have been another way around it. But, um, well, no, but Eddie getting a vasectomy later would not have saved Barry. Then. True, true, true. But, well, unless if it's, but Bill the whole Ted, point is, he... unless if it's Bill and Ted type time travel where, Bill and Ted will be like, we got to remember to leave us keys. And then they look over and like, here's the keys we left. (laughs) Well, I will say anytime you bring in Kevin Smith or Keanu Reeves into the conversation, the conversation gets better. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah. All due respect to those legends. No. (laughs) But yeah, no, I really, I I guess we'll wrap it up here with, with this stuff. Um, We'll talk more season five, I guess, uh, next next week or two when we okay. uh, catch up on where Arrow. Do you want to do you want to talk about Legends a little bit or? Do yeah, you... my main thing I'll say with Legends, I'm not digging the mystical stuff as much. I did like the unicorn yeah. part though. The the unicorn. The Gary stuff. No, I was talking more about like when they're all like seeing the unicorn and they're all happy and then you see it like charge and just absolutely stab someone through the heart. So yeah, that was the Woodstock yes, episode. That one's really yeah. fun. That that's fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. And like legends would ruin unicorns while simultaneously making them better at the same time. Like it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah, Legends is wacky, oh, and it? I will also say <laughs> Supergirl Season 4. I love Sam Witwer in this show. He plays a great villain. Uh, he and that really episode does. where they focus a whole backstory on him was like the highlight of the season for me. So, Actually, I will agree with you on that. That actually made me care about Supergirl a little mm-hmm. bit more. The show, the show needs more of a reason to care and that that was some of their best writing and they've done uh, with that storyline they they, they've touched on a lot of really good stuff about radicalization and all that kind of stuff so it was really and it touches it touches a little too close to home now retrospectively it did then too i mean it was what 2019 uh yeah i i guess i i guess the stain of uh 2016 and all that stuff yeah really screws everything up doesn't it uh that's a different podcast (laughs) all right so we'll wrap this one up and then our next episode here that you're going to be listening to shortly is the long halloween comic edition that we're going to dive into